0: Welcome to the cell snack bar. This is Sloane. This is Margs. And we have a wonderful guest with us today. It is my dear friend
1: Sophia. She is amazing and I'm so happy to have her on today. Welcome.
2: We're so excited to have you Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: How did you enjoy the snack that Sloane made for us today?
2: It was bomb dude. So
1: we made like, Margs sent me the recipe but I made it's like a cheesy garlic bread. And yes. it's like three cheese. It's Parmesan, uh, jack cheese, and sharp cheddar. Amazing.
2: Fire. And the bread has olive? Mm. Mm,
1: oh, I did some olive bread. That was a sneaky one.
2: Did you put some like olive oil on there? No,
1: like olive bread. Like <laughs> what does that mean? It has olives in the bread, like here and there. Oh, it's just my favorite bread, wow. so I got like the sourdough, mm-hmm. and then I got that, and I just did two pieces of it, just to like throw it in.
0: <laughs> Love. Also the dip. Oh, of
1: course. So good. (laughs) The jalapeno artichoke dip. Can't go wrong. Amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: I never would have thought of that.
1: Yeah, gotta dip it.
0: Well, like, when I made it, I dipped it in, like, marinara sauce. I was thinking about that, but honestly, I couldn't find it in the store.
1: And I was like, I love jalapeno artichoke dip, so I'm just gonna go with that. No, amazing. (laughs) Like, I never
0: would have thought, so... Yay. Loved it. Yeah. Fire. Thank you. Thanks for the inspo. Of course. Yay. I get so excited for the snack segment. I never knew, like, yeah. it would be so exciting. I know. I thought like, it was just, like, we'll have the
1: snack and yeah. that's it. But I'm, like, actually juiced about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, super glad you liked it. Um, so, of course, after our snack, we have to talk about our self-love, um... How is your self-love
2: going, Sophia? It's going well. I would give myself an 8 out of 10. (gasps) Yeah, this week has been really well. I think because last week um, it was going pretty shitty. But (laughs) I, yeah, I was like having like a nervous breakdown or something. But this week I took steps to like alleviate the stress. I took some time off work. I've been like just doing things that are stress-free, like going out to lunch with friends or just not feeling guilty about, like, watching Netflix. Yeah, so it was Aww. a good weekend. Aww. Good. Now I'm, like, yeah, I'm pretty chill. Love
1: Yay. that. Good, good for you for taking those steps. For you sure. can yeah. be hard. Yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like whenever we go through, like, shitty weeks, it's, like, extra important to, like, take care of ourselves and, like, do things that make us happy. So. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Self-love strong over here. Yay. <laughs> what about you, Sloan? Um, So,
1: mine is a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, well, look at um, her using decimals now. <laughs> I, know, I know, Mark's has been the only one using 0.5 but I'm coming in at 7.5 because it was, like, a little better than a 7. Like, 7's yeah. pretty neutral. Yeah. Like, we're not bad. We're not great. Mm-hmm. We're just there. But it's 7. like 7.5 is, like, I'm, like, on the upward. I'm, I'm getting getting mm-hmm. up there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah I don't really know why I feel like I just still getting back into my routine for moving and like I don't know I just
0: it's like a solid rating but like yeah. she's moved in I'm, yeah she's organized yeah. things are going well exactly yeah things are
1: clean like I'm mm-hmm. ready to like get my routines in and yeah I feel good I love I feel that feel good how about you
0: guys <laughs> I would say I'm like an eight right now okay actually like a 7.5 too. <laughs> Because, like, well, like, I don't know, 7.5, a because I have been sticking to, like, so last week, Sophia, I um, have been, like, resting a lot more, and I told myself, like, I'm not going to, like, overbook myself, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to plan, like, one or two, one thing a day. (laughs) And so, like, yesterday I did, too, but, like... It was fine, because, like, it was, like, necessary. But today, I just, like, went to the grocery store and, like, cooked food. I actually tried to make, like, penne. Penne pasta? Penne pasta, like, yeah. all vodka. Ooh. And then I think I put, like, too much vodka, because, like... <laughs> it literally tasted like, like vodka. vodka. <laughs> it was, like, vodka. Did you follow a recipe? I did, and I did put more than I was supposed to, <laughs> because... I I don't just have vodka. Like, I don't like vodka. (laughs) Yeah. And so I got, like, a small one. And then the small one was, like, 0.8 cups. And I was supposed to use, like, Mm. half a cup. And I was like, you know, it's just, like, a little little bit more. (laughs) But it was, like, it was not good. And normally, (laughs) I would be, like, ugh, like... Just, why did I do that? You know, just to get hard on myself. But, you know, I was like, today, it's all good. Like, it's funny, and I learned something. And so, I'm just going to order food, and it's now I'll still have good food, and it's fine. And so, I've just been, like, having a better mindset, like, when it comes to things that I'm, like, normally hard on myself on. So, I would give myself a 7.5. That's great. It's, it's important to be gentle with ourselves. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 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 It's all a learning experience. It is. It's continuous learning. Yeah. But I've been cooking more. Well actually oh. this is like my first day back. since so were you the working virus. On? Yeah. I was working on it for a while and then I got the stomach virus and so I was sick and then like I couldn't eat regular foods for a while so I didn't want to just like cook and then like waste it. And now I'm, like, my stomach's fine, so I've been going back on that. Nice. Yeah. So is that, like, what you're working on then, or do you um, have something else? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, going back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. That's awesome. What about either of you? Um, something you're working on?
1: I'm working on being active still, and I... Like to congratulate myself because I was active yesterday. Like to give myself a trophy. Well, because I'm sore today, and I've been like walking around like, oh my god, like I'm sore. Such a good good feeling. That's right. And Nathan was, like, the one who's, like, do you want to do it today? And I was, like, I do. So, we, like, worked out together. And it was really sweet. What'd you do? Um, we just did, like, workouts, like, at his house, like, with weights oh, and, like, squats yeah.
2: and stuff. Couple workouts. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> yeah. It was fun.
0: Love. What's something that you're working on, Sophia? Um
2: So, to go off that, um, mine has to do with, like, being active, too, but, like, the opposite I used to punish myself and like, I have to work out like intense five days a week, like twice a day, you know? And if (laughs) I, yeah, like gym, running, sometimes like swimming. (laughs) And then if I did, if I missed a day, I'd be like, wow, you lazy bitch. You know? But lately, yeah, Yeah. it's just like, yeah, like kind of my body image. And it was just like, I wasn't doing it for myself, but more like, for the wrong reasons, to punish, to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And actually, I quit the gym this month. Like, as, like, just a break. Like, I don't need to go to, like, look a certain way. And now I'm just running, like, when I feel like it. And the days I don't, I'm like, it's okay to sleep in. Like, I don't have to wake up at 5 and do a sunrise run every single morning, you know? So, yeah, just being, like, okay with not being so active yeah does that make sense like you're yeah. like yeah.
0: focusing on how you feel and yeah. how like right. that exercise makes you feel versus like doing it to look a certain way right. right exactly or, like, like bringing them together this, yeah. yeah
2: like my mental and physical because yeah. they go hand in hand you for know? sure yeah. so uh,
1: definitely like feeling in tune with yourself right which is like do i need rest today yeah or do i need to run like because right. you might need different on each yeah, day yeah like
2: really listening yeah. to my body because before yeah. i'd be like Extremely tired or super sore, and I'd be like, I don't care, I'm gonna go like squat 200 pounds. You know, like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) yeah,
1: (laughs) she
0: she gets it (laughs) when she does. Mm -hmm. Well, I just started taking some sculpt classes, yeah, yoga sculpt, yeah, with like some weights. Not two hundred but (laughs) like fives. (laughs) I honestly Which is a M. I
1: used the five ones.
0: Honestly a big deal because I used to do no or threes. And this week, yeah. I picked up the fives for some like, you know (laughs) things. And I don't ever go to sculpts.
2: But but now
0: like I went to at ten AM yesterday. I know. Who is she? I even, wow. like, love really Marks out. is, like, a,
1: a night owl and then, like, a late sleeper. Which, yes. like, is fun. That was just, like, her schedule. But, like, usually I think you wouldn't be up till like, noon, right?
0: I would, yeah. I would literally wake up at noon. Like,
1: 10 a.m. Yeah. Get it, girl.
0: But I think last week, this is, like, what I was working on was, like, going to bed earlier and, yeah. like, getting more rest, which I've been doing. So proud of myself for that. Honestly, Yay. I feel like my self-love is, like, an 8 out of 10, to be I honest. It, it feels like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I've been, like, really putting myself first, and, like, that's what I've been loving, just, like, taking care of myself, getting more rest, and also, I have been just listening to my body more, too, and just kind of, like, getting out of my routines, like... Doing some candlelit yoga like at night if I want to, or that is, like, like my
1: favorite, it's
0: so nice, especially oh. in the winter season. It's like mm-hmm. cozy, yeah, and that probably helps you sleep it's so yes. much. Oh my gosh, it's so it's nice! And thing. I have like my mat out now, and so like it's just like one less step for me to do, mm-hmm. like it's already out there, and so it just like entices me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like trying new things, I would never do that before because like the risk of like me not liking it was like I would be like really sad but now I'm just like fuck it it doesn't matter so anyways that's something that I've been loving Mm oh I love that what's something that you're loving Sophia
2: oh that's a good question something that I'm loving is I quit my job
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like yes Um, non-toxic jobs
2: yeah um I think it just okay it's a cool job And I think if I was in a different stage in my life, I would probably stay. But right now I have so much going on and it's taking so much of my mental capacity that it's not letting me focus on myself or like I'm supposed to be writing my thesis too. So it's just been completely taking over and I'm like, I need to take a step back and it's okay to quit and so I quit yay. and I feel so much better like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders so I'm loving the freedom I would say
0: yay yeah amazing and proud of you so you're it, in school too
2: I am yeah. Okay, yeah I'm getting my master's in social work okay oh.
0: okay. Mm-hmm. okay amazing I know. you're like farther along on the journey than I thought because mm-hmm. I thought graduating this summer insane because yeah. I thought you were like Going to grad school. No. Okay, so you're like done, close.
2: Yeah. Okay, I love
1: this. And I'm gonna visit her and I'm gonna be there for her ceremony. Yeah.
2: That's special. In Portugal. Yeah, I'm graduating in what? Lisbon. Oh, yeah.
0: what? Wait. Yeah. Is your program over there?
2: Mm-hmm. It's like a foreign degree in my last semester is in portugal and lisbon so wow it's like i'm coming i said <gasps> yeah. yes that's amazing
1: <laughs> sophia is a world traveler she has amazing. been to so many places it's amazing i
2: love that for yeah. you
0: that mm-hmm. is so amazing yeah that's like goals <laughs> yeah anyways for the listeners we will get into what Sophia's learning and studying and all that because it all goes yeah. along with her journey yeah but something i'm loving is
1: my partner honestly because I feel like we just we're not always on the same page but I feel like we have really good communication about those things and it just makes me feel really like safe and yeah. like I just feel like we're in such a good place so I feel really like I
0: just feel really good
1: Aww, and that makes me happy that. and I'm loving it
0: yeah. that's inspiring to hear too because like I feel like sometimes it's so easy to look at couples and they're like oh, always on the same page and it's like it's not always accurate and that doesn't yeah. mean like it's not a healthy relationship, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Love. Cute.
1: <laughs> well, I'm really excited to talk more about Sophia. Um, she has quite the journey and I'm lucky enough to know her since like middle school and she's one of my besties. Um, but she she's a Mexican immigrant. Um, she moved here when she was eleven. So Eight. Oh, you yeah, were eight? I was eight. Why yeah. did I think it was eleven this whole time?
2: I don't know. Okay, <laughs>
1: maybe someone was it. Yeah. Okay, well still. Eight years old, mm-hmm. so that must have been like a big culture shock for you. Um, do you remember what it was like?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all I didn't speak English, so um I remember coming and like wanting to say I remember this girl was like, do you speak English? And I wanted to say, like, a little bit. And I knew how to say yes or no. But I wanted to say a little bit. Yeah. I just stared at her and said nothing. And she was like, hello? (laughs) Like, are you deaf? And I remember just, like, blinking at her. But, um, no, I think coming here, I was just, like, expecting to see what's in the movies. And I was, like, really excited. I was very young, so I think it was more excitement than fear.
0: Did you have any siblings? Uh,
2: Yes, I'm the third of four. So I have an older sister, an older brother, and then a little brother. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a whole whole gang of us. And, like, we all got put in a newcomer's class, even though we're, like, four years apart. So that was fun. What
0: does that mean?
2: Like... Our school had a class just for immigrant children.
0: Uh, Wait, so, yeah.
2: No. Oh, it I was, was like, in Daly well, City. Yeah. Okay. So like gotcha. my sister's four years older than me, my brother's two years older. But we were in like um the newcomers class Mm -hmm. per se and like we just learn English they're like Mm -hmm. kind of what you guys would learn in kindergarten like the Monday Mm -hmm. Tuesday songs or like you know just stuff like that to like integrate us into Mm -hmm. the language yeah I didn't know that that's
0: awesome yeah so no one in your family knew English
2: um my parents did okay so they came here first to like try to settle down and we had to get separated in mexico and they were like oh we'll come back in a month and come get you guys but of course like it ended up being much longer than that because oh they God. actually first wanted to move to canada okay so then they go to canada but that didn't work out then they came here um but yeah thankfully they were able to learn english before that and that helped them get jobs and like they had friends here so the transition for them was a little bit easier okay. they had yeah. friends
1: in the bay area yeah
2: okay
0: cool oh they had some type of like support right yeah that's good nice who did you live with like when your parents were in that month yeah or the few months
2: um so my little brother and i got sent to like one of our aunts the sister of my dad and then my older siblings were with other aunts and uncles yeah But like back then, my little brother was super young, so I was like, I just felt so alone, you know. Like, he was like a little baby. I was like, "Mm." you don't have like someone like talk (laughs) about what was going on. Yeah,
1: just a baby. (sighs) Yeah. So how long do you think it took you to like integrate, like into American society?
2: Mm, I think it took about a year for me to be fluent, Mm -hmm. because when you're young, you know, you pick up the language pretty quickly. And, yeah, I remember just, like, um, the way I, like, realized I could speak fluent, I guess, was I watched a movie in English. We would always, like, pick movies, and then we would have to change the language to Spanish. Mm -hmm. But one day, we all, as a family, like, sat down and watched it in English, Um. and I understood everything, and I was like, I speak English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: pretty I bad. That <laughs> I yeah. Right? Like yeah.
1: yeah, I think that's true, though, with kids. Like, um, they it's just get, a little easier to pick it up. And I think yeah. there's less embarrassment in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, adults who are trying to learn, they don't want to say the wrong thing. That's right. True. I feel like kids already say the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, like just, just generally. Fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't care about mistakes. Exactly. Just yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, yeah, they just like, I'll recover. They're yeah. innocent still. Yeah. So they just, yeah. That's super cool, though. That is quicker than I would think as well. Yeah. So, when did you move to the new school? Cuz I so I knew Sophia and from my hometown Pacifica. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daly City is right next door. So, when did you right. come over to Pacifica? Um,
2: I came over to Pacifica when I was in 7th grade. Oh, so, how old were we? I don't know. Oh even my gosh, know.
1: wait. That's like right when I met you. I thought 13. I met,
2: mm-hmm. You lived
1: in Daly City when I first met you?
2: No. I moved I
1: thought we met in 6th grade. <laughs>
2: No, Sounds seven. Great. Seven. Oh wow. I didn't realize you yeah. just moved there yeah. and then we met. Yeah, oh, so wow. I met you right when I moved there, yeah. Cute.
0: Yeah. Stop. <laughs> How was your life? Do you remember like your life in Mexico before um like you moved? I know you were young, but mm-hmm. like like what was kind of life like then versus like when you moved here? Like did you kind of feel the difference? Yeah,
2: so I definitely remember mostly everything you know mm-hmm. past three years of age um it was different because we moved a lot um due to my dad's job so every two years we would like uproot and like go so I never really grew up in a hometown with like close friends so I remember that's the main difference especially in Pacifica once we got to Pacifica that was the first time I had stayed in a place longer than like three years so it wow. was really cool like yeah. watching like I don't know getting to grow up with friends or like play and like I don't know have consistency is what um
1: you're like owning yeah that this is your space yeah in town and yeah that's kind of yeah,
2: yeah. that's nice
0: because like I heard like moving a lot it's just like hard because you have to like make new friends you have to make new yeah. routines explore a new place again and it's it's difficult yeah. what helps you find comfort when, like, you moved, like, so much,
2: you know, does that make sense? Yeah, um, I think having siblings close in age, like, we all just got along really well, we would fight a lot, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, just having those, like, your first friends, you know, yeah, and I think it's, because I did it so often, it's all I knew, so I thought it was mm. normal, you know, that's kind of I was, a blessing, yeah, <laughs> I was just used to it, yeah, but, once I got to Pacifica I'm like, Oh, this is what it's like to like grow up with the kids in the neighborhood and like go to the same school for years. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Is that like what reminded you of the movies more? Were yeah, you, like yeah, now yeah. I'm here like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. Well it all connected. Yeah. Came together. I know like Mexican culture doesn't like talk about mental health very much, generally. I think it's more and more being talked about, but like did your parents ever like like what was that like for you growing up? Like, did they ever talk about feelings or, like, anything like that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, In the Mexican culture and in a lot of the Latinx cultures, like, it's seen as taboo. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really want to get into that subject because it's just... You don't want to be seen as crazy or it's just a touchy subject and... It's not really, I don't, it's not talked about and not really recognized, you mm, know? You, yeah, yeah, Like, they'll be like, oh, you're thinking about being depressed, just like, be happier or like, don't <laughs> um, be dramatic. I uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> just don't. And a big one is like, faith will be substituted. I understand that faith um, is really important in the Mexican culture, but they try to like, I don't know how to say this. Like, me... put it above? Yes. Like, they use faith as, like, a band-aid for everything, mm. including mental health, you know? Gotcha. Like, like,
0: they're, like, just pray? Yeah,
2: just pray, and, like, that's it, you know? It'll be fixed. Yeah.
0: How, like, how do people, like, in your culture then, like, cope with their emotions? Like, what did you see?
2: Good question. <laughs> uh, drinking is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretending that you're okay is another one, mm. like... Um, you know, I grew up with my mom being super strong and like, you know, when hardships come, it's like you get back up and you keep going and that worked for a while. And I was like that, like, okay, I'm just going to keep going, keep fighting. But then I realized like, it's also exhausting to just pretend you're fine and strong all the time. For sure. Like, and since I never saw my mom be vulnerable, I didn't know how to be vulnerable And then I had all these emotions come up, like, these recent years, and I'm like, what do I do with them? Like, nobody showed me what to do. I've never seen this before. Yeah. So I had a really hard time, like, I think accepting those negative feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, not negative feelings, because sadness and anger, they're completely valid, and they're okay feelings. I guess I just didn't know how to manage them.
1: Yeah. Like, what to do with that? Like, how do I channel this into, like, being okay? yeah <laughs> yeah and
2: I think because I was told that those are um, negative emotions you know mm, then yeah. it's just like oh then I shouldn't feel them so I just yeah. suppress them mm-hmm. does that yeah. make sense, that totally. makes sense yeah.
0: yeah I feel like so many people have like experienced that for sure
1: oh totally I mean even growing up I feel like you just like certain ones you just suppress for a while and then you're not like you just aren't ready You know, like, we all suppress them to some degree. But I was thinking about, like, you moving around and, like, not having your parent be like, I know this is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if you feel scared or uncomfortable and you don't know anyone. Like, I can't imagine, like, how that was for, like, you and your siblings to, like, Mm -hmm. go through and not have anyone to talk to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Like, that's tough.
0: Did that, like, affect you or any of your siblings? And, like, if so, how did y'all, like, cope with it?
2: It really did and I think it's still affecting us to this day, but I'm yeah. like the only one in the family like realizing and talking about it. So it it, it that's kind of difficult. Yeah. Because I'm like, pioneer. you guys back me yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> But um but yeah, I don't know, I can give an example. Like yeah. I remember in middle school or no, maybe high school, like I came home crying from like a breakup or something. Something, you know, like yeah. whatever, like girl stuff. And then I remember my mom, like, looking at me and being like, that's life, Sophia. Like, get over it. Get strong. And, like, I get that you know, and you have to be strong, but sometimes you just need that, like, okay, let's talk through it. Or, like, let's hug it out. It's okay to be sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I just grew up thinking, like, it is not okay to cry. It's not okay to be sad. I better be strong.
0: When was that? Like, how old were you? What grade were you in?
2: Um... That was, like, maybe sophomore year, so I was, like, 15, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And, like, I feel like in high school, those are, like, our first experiences with love, too, and so, like, when parents, like, just, because I remember that, too, like, I remember crying over a heartbreak, and I was just, like, stop crying, like, don't cry, and it's just, like, okay, well, like, how am I supposed to process this, and, like, what is love? And, like, you know, just all these things. Yeah. And it's, like, your
1: hormonal, like, you're, yeah. your body's changing, your mental state is, like, changing because of the hormones, and so, like, you're even more vulnerable to right. that, which is just, like, it's, there's such, like, formative years right. that it's super, super hard once you hit, like, adulthood to know what to do, because you're just not given any tools. Mm-hmm. I know in high school as well, there was, like, I mean, our high school was a little bit traumatic, I think, just with its, like, small-town feel, and, like, everyone's in everyone's business, and it was also, like, a very heavy drinking school, like, there wasn't a whole lot to do in our hometown, I feel like drinking was the thing to do, Mm um, and, I, I mean, I partied, you partied, do you think that that, like, covered up a lot of your feelings
2: at the time? Um, absolutely. I think I, as soon as I started drinking, I used it as, like, a way to escape, escape my feelings, even escape home, you know. My mom and I didn't have the best relationship, so I was just like, all right, I'd rather just... I didn't think about it then, but probably subconsciously, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to feel. So I started heavily drinking by the age, or starting at the age of 14, and, like, yeah, up until recently that I chose to be sober because... Yeah, I was just going down, like, a not-so-great path with alcohol, I guess, because I was using it as a coping mechanism.
0: How did you know that it was, like, starting to be, like, a real problem and you needed to get sober?
2: (laughs) To be honest, it got pretty bad last year, or when I left for school, and I was like, "Mm, maybe I should, like, talk to a therapist about this. But I was like, nah, it wouldn't be. Then I had some friends, like, mention it to me, but when I really knew it was a problem, is what, it was when I tried to stop or moderate it, and I couldn't. Mm. It was like after that one drink, I had no control over it you know like i'm not the alcoholic that like needs to drink every day or like needs to wake up and have a bottle right there Mm -hmm. but i'm the type that like alcohol has control over me i have no control over alcohol after that Mm -hmm. first sip of beer there's no telling where i'll end up there's no telling what i'll do like there's no telling how long i'll go drinking like it could be a weekend could be you know like then i'll start doing drugs like it's just After that one sip, it's over. (laughs) It's, like, scary. It gets to the point where it's, like,
1: scary. I remember, like, I think when she was, like, um, in, like, a different country. And, like, I wouldn't see her. I was, like, is this, like, okay? Like, I'm feeling like this is scary. Like, she's in, like, Brazil. And I'm, like, you need to be coherent. Like, bad things happen. Bad things can happen anywhere. So you should be, like, able to be conscious. But, like, yeah, I think that's when I would get a little worried. And... I know, like other friends of yours were like, no,
0: this is fine. Mm-hmm. Like wait, like you would be here and she would be in. Like well. we'd
1: talk on the phone or something, uh-huh. and she'd like tell me. I forget exactly the moment. I would just probably but, like, tell
2: you like these crazy stories that yeah. I thought was, were normal. Like oh, I'm just a crazy party girl. <laughs> I'm just fun, and, like, and I'm like, just over yeah. here like. That's ah. but actually, Sloan was the first friend to be like. I'm worried about you and I think you might have a drinking problem. And I was like, no, but yeah. But like looking back, I'm like (laughs) tears in my eyes. She like knows me so well. And I don't know, just the first person that noticed, like cared enough about me to notice that. And like, yeah, "Yeah, say something. Yeah.
0: How Sloan, like what type of environment did you bring that up with, like with Sophia? I think we were on the phone. I don't think
1: you were here. I do I don't remember the like exact Mm -hmm. moment I do remember like talking to another friend about it first who was also friends with Sophia and that turned into something else but there was some (laughs) gossip there that was not true but from my perspective like she we were just talking about like substance abuse right and like I was like, this, like, I think this is getting to a point where, like, I need to say something, because, like, I don't want this to end in a bad... To Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I was saying this to my other friend. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was just like, I'm going to talk to her. Like, don't say anything. Like, I will talk to her. And then I did. And Mm -hmm. I talked to her, and we talked about it. And, I mean, she was very receptive, I think.
0: Yeah. At the time, like... Yeah, how did you feel? Like, what was going through your minds, like, when Sloan brought that up? Like, were you expecting Mm -hmm. it? Were you, like, did
2: you get defensive? Like, Honestly, like, now I can be, like, I'm so thankful. And I am. (laughs) But back then, I was, like... Um, no the fuck I don't.
0: You don't know me. <laughs> but like, up front,
1: uh, she sounded like, because she's so nice, she would yeah. never like, yeah. like, like be defensive. of course, I okay. didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: was just like, thank you for your concern, but like, no. like, <laughs> like Of course yeah, not. I've got But this. what I appreciate about Sloane is like, she will just be honest with me rather than like, she could have been talking to that friend and, like, mm-hmm. you know, gossip, blah, blah, blah. like, mm, so he has a drunk, you know, but yeah. she comes from a place of, like, genuine concern and, and love. like, and love, you know, so I felt that, and that's why I was, like, I'm not defensive, like, thank you for caring, but mm-hmm. in my mind, I was, like, I'm not yeah, an alcoholic, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. but thank <laughs> you, but thank you,
0: yeah, dang, so, You, I mean, like, in those types of situations, I feel like even if you might not, like, agree at the beginning, it's, you still take it into consideration, right? It's, like, something that you, like, listen to and you're, like, okay.
1: I think I knew that, like, this wasn't going to be, like, an
0: easy conversation to
1: have. For sure. Because, like, who wants to be, like being told they have problems like in a way you know like no one wants to hear that so I think like the way she did take it was very graceful because like I think a lot of people if I said this to them they would be like honestly like f you like get out of my face like I don't have a problem yeah Mm -hmm. so I think that's just a testament to like our friendship and Yeah. yeah How we we know that it comes from like a place yeah. of love. Yeah, Always. that's important.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's super important.
1: That was a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when, but that like when I said that, that was a few years ago. So I think it's definitely been like a journey mm-hmm. through the years to actually be like, oh, like I, I do maybe mm-hmm. need to actually stop this and this isn't good for my own mm-hmm. life. Like, was there a moment that you kind of like snapped or like it clicked in your brain? Because I think you started to slowly adapt and yeah. be like oh like this this isn't good
2: yeah also when exactly did you get sober okay so to answer your question april i think it was easter of this year oh, okay. <laughs> but that's when i decided i yeah. um i had like a few relapses this year but today's okay. like 51 days sober so Yay! that's pretty good that is good yeah over but, 21 that's yeah it. um but honestly it was a really really difficult thing to come to terms with because i was like oh an alcoholic i imagine this like old man like passed out on the street with a bottle. like not me no yeah. like i'm functioning you know but i think when i started just processing that i don't have the control i would like to you know that's when it started to hit and yeah that's just sucks like admitting you don't have control over something like so powerless but i think so i got back and i was like i relapsed and then i started going to meetings to aa meetings and that was also something i was so reluctant to do because of like what i saw in the movies but one day like i went to this meeting it was like just old people and they were all giving their testimonies And, like, I, when a person was speaking, I was, like, if I don't stop drinking, I can get to that point. And, like, because they were talking about all the stories and, like, all the things they've done because of alcohol. And I was, like, I don't have all those horrible yet, but I know if I don't stop now, I can. Like, it's not getting better. And I remember just leaving that meeting and, like, crying and being, like, I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) And, like, I think that's when I was, like, all right the first step is, like, really admitting it to your innermost self, Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. wow, and just kind of being inspired in the way of, like, okay, well, I don't want to go down this path, like, Mm -hmm. that's not who I am, and, like, who I want to be,
2: right, yeah,
1: and I know you, like, started therapy, like, a while before that, Mm -hmm. do you think that, like, helped you get to a point where you felt ready to go to meetings, like is that something that you talked about in therapy?
2: Yes, and I um purposely chose a therapist that was like trained in addiction, trauma, like everything I was looking for or everything mm-hmm. I thought I needed help with. So she's also like a drug and alcohol counselor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's been really helpful. Like, she's not, like, doesn't label me and, like, wasn't like, you should go to AA. But she was, like, encouraging me. Like, if you're thinking about it, go for it. Like, check some out. You might like it. You might not. She was just, like, guiding me rather than telling me what to do, you know?
0: Yeah, it sounded like she was, like, empowering you to make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. And she was supportive of, like, whatever you decided to make. And also understanding that, like, everyone has different experiences. Like, Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. 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 I How think
1: that's a great quality in a therapist, like yeah, for sure. I think, like, just like guiding you in the right right path that's gonna help you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How it is being sober now?
2: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it was honestly difficult at first because all i knew was drinking like Mm -hmm. that was what my life revolved around and for 10 years you know since i was 14 i'm 25 now i hated who i was like i would do all these like crazy things and regret them and like this self-hate and shame and like just drink to hide that shame and you know this cycle and i just ended up hating who i was and i was like tired of that that was a big reason why i stopped also i was like i want to just stop hating myself and stop hating my life so at first it was hard because it's just so different than from what i'm used to so it was a really 360 transition but now i'm like at peace you know and life is so different and i'm like genuine like dinner dates and like genuine conversations and now I'm close with the people that are actually like caring about me and loving me not just like the party friends that don't care and like that's I don't all know. you would do together yeah is, like, exactly yeah. yeah like best friends in the bathroom you know like <laughs> yeah so now I would describe my life as like genuine and peaceful and I mean, I'm not going to say it's not hard because now totally. I have to deal with like all the emotions that mm-hmm. I was suppressing, but I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's worth it. This piece is so much more worth it than like the good times, you know? Yeah, You yeah.
1: are more worth it. <sighs>
2: yeah
0: what has helped you stay sober like i know you've relapsed a couple of times what has helped you kind of get back on track
2: honestly support from friends um like people to hold you accountable to check up with slum do that yeah she's really good at that yeah she really is you're a really good
0: accountability (laughs) partner Yeah. (laughs) yeah
2: she like called me like I don't know. Oh She's yeah. yeah. She'll be like, did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> Working yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now it's amazing. Don't change. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um. What else? AA helped. Like I said, I was like, oh, weird. I don't want to go. Like I just have this image of like forty year old white men mm-hmm. like talking about. Hi, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I met like some really supportive women like that keep. Mm-hmm tabs on me like will be like text me sweet things like it was so good to meet you yesterday remember like today is just one day focus on today and that's it like don't worry about the other day it's like i'm that. so happy you're sober just really encouraging words yeah um yeah
0: I feel like those words are also special because it's like like your other friends or just whoever like who haven't experienced what you've gone through like of course like love you and want to be there for you but sometimes we don't like know those exact things to say that would really like encourage you to just really just get through one day Mm -hmm, you know and so that's cool to be able to share that experience with other people who get it
1: yeah they know exactly what you're going through because like I can be there forever, but I, totally. I won't get the exact mm-hmm. thing that, like, you're feeling, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Were there any other, like, big events through your life that you think, like, pushed you to keep drinking? Or, like, I don't know, like, did anything else, like, kind of push you in a direction that, like,
2: um, led
1: you down that path?
2: Yeah, I would say, like, looking back, I never really thought of it, but my parents divorce. Mm. I thought I was fine, but... I went from having like really committed parents and after the divorce, they were just like not, they were physically there. My mom was physically there, but just emotionally not there, you know, Mm -hmm. not the way I needed her to be.
0: How old? Were you and they divorced
2: came here around eight no maybe like nine years old, oh. nine or ten yeah so you like moved
0: here after yeah. being separated from your parents for a couple months and then they divorced like a year or two later
2: right oh, yeah wow. that's a lot of
0: change for that's a young so much and yeah. divorce
2: is like a lot yeah well wow. so yeah i would say not having my parents emotionally support me and then after the divorce. I went from having, like, a really good father to not having a father at all. Like, he just completely... He moved to San Francisco, which was, like, what, 30 minutes from Pacifica, but just didn't pick us up. Like, one day forgot my birth... One year forgot my birthday. Like, I was just, like, so confused, you know? And then when I moved to Pacifica, I was sexually assaulted when I was 14. And I think my mom wanted to, like... I think she always mm. wants to have control of the situation and her way of controlling it was like to blame me so mm. that really I think just like that's shitty yeah that shattered me and that started my drinking spree and after that Dang. I was like I feel like I was drunk from like 14 to 25 <laughs> Dang. Since oh, it was yeah.
1: right then I didn't yeah. like
2: connect that
1: oh wow. yeah oh my
0: god it sounds like
1: you, honestly your whole life was like pretty unstable and like chaotic and like I can definitely relate to that too because I kind of didn't really have a stable home life like I did but I didn't mm-hmm. and like growing up with that I think once we had adulthood we're kind of like I want stability like mm-hmm. I've never had stability and like you almost crave it so mm-hmm. I feel like once you like made that decision to be sober and like you realize like oh like I can be at peace like mm-hmm. my life doesn't have to be chaotic right. you're like wow And then you, like, kind of, like, strive for that, like, every day. It
0: kind of starts to become, like, addicting. Yeah. In, like, a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Lots of
1: big things. Yeah. Do you think that, like, I know it's really, like, sad that you had to go through that, but do you, like, like, what do you take from that experience now when you think of it?
2: It's honestly something I'm still processing because I did such a good job of suppressing. Mm. I was, like i'm fine like i just pushed it so far down that i was like i didn't think about it but it was there you know it was subconsciously there and my self-destructive behavior was just like the proof of it all these years Mm. so i grew up just like not thinking about it or if i thought about it just like don't feel bad for yourself like you have to be strong how your mom was yeah right and now i'm starting to begin to process that and feel all those feelings that I drank away all those years. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to be like, that wasn't okay. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't deserve that, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to be sad about it. Like, yeah. So I would say it's still in the works. (laughs) Like, it's being processed. But, yeah.
1: Well, that makes a whole lot of sense to me because that's a big thing. And, like, you... I feel like we don't process things always right away because, like, we're not ready for it, like, mentally or physically sometimes because, you know, we just... Maybe at that time we couldn't handle it, so we're pushing it back because it's not the time for us. But it sounds like it's your time and you're, like, starting to work through it all, which is really awesome yeah. and positive. And you're, like, almost on the other side, I feel yeah. like, of being, like, really happy and, like, like solid in yourself. Yeah.
0: It's also crazy because, like, as kids, you know, it's, like, our parents are supposed to be there to, like, support us and, like, protect us and, like, when they're... I mean, I I think our parents do the best that they can with, like, what they know, but, like, I kind of went through the same thing where I was, like, sexually abused and, like, it came... Like, I blocked mine out of my memory until, like, like, one or two years ago and I remember, like, my mom being, like, one of the first people that I, like, told because... Like, I felt like she was supposed to be really safe, but she blamed me, too. And, like, I was just so shocked about that. And, like, when I was talking to my therapist about it, she was like, that's, like, double trauma. Because, like, you went mm-hmm. through, like, the first trauma of, like, going through the abuse. And then the second one is, like, us. I don't know, is that gaslighting? No, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
1: just like it, it's just, like, it's blaming you and you're the victim. Yeah. So it's, like...
0: And it's, like, when it's supposed to be somebody that, like is supposed to like be loving and like it's just like that's like double trauma it's crazy and so then it's like that's something else that we have to like process that like
2: sometimes like our parents like can hurt us too and that's kind of a lot and they're the ones who are supposed to like protect us and like Mm -hmm. be there for us you know like exactly so it's really shocking when you get that reaction it's very like
1: sobering in itself because you're like wait my parents are just like People who have their own issues, mm-hmm. and that's just now being given to mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. why did this happen to me? You know, right. like, so it's it's a lot to to process as well. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think also it's like to know that like healing just in general is like a lifelong like journey. You know, mm-hmm. like I learned that I don't know even when we're like forty or fifty, we're gonna be like processing things, and so I think it's just like extra important to just be like in general, like, kind to ourselves mm-hmm. and, like, focus on the, like, little things that, like, make us happy mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And healing I think, is, yeah. oh,
2: sorry. No, I was gonna say healing isn't linear, you know, yeah. like, it's, like, ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and
1: I think something that me and Marg's wanted to mention was, like, we know that you, like, maybe struggled with wanting to share because you didn't think you had anything to offer but i think like mark's made a really good point that like that's like part of the journey and we always see people on podcasts or like in documentaries who have like gone through everything and been on the other side but it's so important to like remember that like we're all going through things right now and like you don't need to be 100 percent and like have worked through everything to like be able to help others and give back And of course, like, you should fill up your own cup to, like, do social work and all that so you feel good. But, like, Mm -hmm. you have a lot to offer because of what you've gone through. And I think especially for, like, immigrants and, like, specifically Mexican immigrants, like, I think, like, the younger generations who are our age and younger, like, they're kind of owning that more and, like, speaking out. So I think, like, the more people talk about it, the better because we're just going to, like, elevate, like, how important mental health is
0: absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and like you're doing the work right now and like you're like gonna be like somebody that would be an adult figure that is able to help the younger generation you know kind of like Mm -hmm. what we didn't have yeah Yeah. because like the older generation didn't process their emotions and then like they gave us their coping strategies which Mm -hmm. weren't that helpful and so like yeah I think it's awesome that you're on the journey and that's and that's kind of like a reason why you're studying social work right
2: right yeah um talk a little bit more about that yeah so I'm focusing my career student career in like mental health I'm gonna be like a clinician clinical social worker so I hope I can be a counselor in like either schools or have my own practice one day but yeah I think if I could say something to the Latin culture it's like it's okay to realize that like the coping strategies our parents gave us were not okay you know like they did the best they could with what they have but once we're like speaking out of that or like stepping out of it that doesn't mean we like hate our parents or like that doesn't mean we're not grateful or hate our culture like it's okay to do things differently you know and I think I just felt a lot of guilt Mm. and i'm like no it's okay you know like to do things differently and like to put myself first and yeah
1: what would you say to someone who like maybe is also the first person in their family to like start like caring Mm -hmm. you know like what is there any words that you would give someone if like you were talking to like younger you yeah
2: i would say it's not selfish to put yourself first i think the narrative i grew up with was like you put yourself last that's how you're a good person like your needs go last you have to like please everybody first and that almost leaves you like okay so if I put myself last I'm not giving myself the love like the love isn't coming for myself so I'm gonna look for it Mm. on others and like external factors and that's never gonna leave me happy or fulfilled you know because it has to come from within us so yeah that's what I would say that's amazing yeah (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) um well I think it's really powerful that you've like gone through all the things you've gone through and you still like have a positive outlook in life because like I feel like a lot of people can you know just accept that and be like my life just sucks and like I don't like this for me and I can't do anything about it but it's I think it's just super powerful that you're like I'm just accepting this now and like I'm gonna work for a better life because I want to love myself and And you should love yourself, so I'm proud of you.
0: And, like, you're doing that, and not only are you doing that, you're, like, taking everything that you're learning and your past experiences, using it to, like, help other people, and, like, that's the greatest gift, honestly, that we can do, and that's because you put yourself first, you know? Self-love is, like, essential in order to help, like, also heal the world, too. Right. Yeah. Which is what you're doing yeah and (laughs) sophia
1: has always been like such a selfless and like kind person like i think anyone who's met her can say that so it's really just like a joy to watch you finally like love you and like focus on you because you will be able to give back more Mm -hmm. and i know that's what you want to do for the world
2: crying (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like what's that saying you can't give a cup when you're up no
0: you have to fill your own cup first something like like that. We should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to fill your cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. Okay, beautiful. Right, that one. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's true. It really is true because you're just gonna burn out if you don't, like, take care of you first. You had mentioned something before, like, when you were saying what you're working on is to, like, not be as active and you, like, would like push yourself and like because you wanted your body to be a certain type of way do you think that like was it like your mom and society that like made you feel this way or like was there one in particular and like like what what has like helped you find peace and like how you look and like knowing that you're okay just as you are
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so I grew up with my mom commenting on my looks constantly like when I was when we first moved here I was like nine she was like, you're gaining weight. And she would make me do, like, exercise videos before leaving the house. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, that was, like, a prerequisite for leaving the house. And, like, always would comment, like, that shirt looks too tight. Like, mm, you you know, just always it was about what I looked like. So I just, and that, I think, also is just the Mexican culture. Like, I don't blame mm. her necessarily. Mm. That's what she grew up with, too. So that was kind of normal? Yeah. Wow. You know? Um, And then, of course, society. And because I grew up hearing that from my mom, I got into a relationship that it was like I was dating my mom. Like, this person would, like, (laughs) always comment, like, if I'm gaining weight or, like, you're eating chips, you know, like, that's so unattractive. Just things like that. And because... I heard that from my mom, I was like, Oh, this is okay, this is love. Mm. You know it's like
1: you're comfortable with that because yeah, that's what like you're saying. I'll
2: accept that because I think that's normal. And I mean with what I know now, I'm like if somebody said that to me like yeah. boy bye. But I didn't know <laughs> <That's> that, <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, so I think um I think just having friends like Sloan, like I remember her being like, It's not okay for people to say that to you. And I was like, yeah, I did. like you know, in my mind, I was like, like, what, what are you do you mean? About yeah, like that's when I've grown like up. you like, your with. mom does so to you. Yeah, and like all those positive messages on social media, you know, like yes. we may see them a lot, but it starts to click, and like you start yes. to rewire your brain, and like mm-hmm. you know what? It doesn't matter what I look like. Like that's not where my value, lies. like, lies. That's not like I'm worth it, not because of what I look like. I have so much more to offer. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: It's so ingrained in us as women, too, that, like, you know, like, we just need to look pretty. Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. (laughs) And you're, like, like, and then, like, yeah, we're all kind of, like, breaking that down, and we're, like, wait, no, not at all. Uh And I think just because it's such a, like, drive in society to tell us that, like, it's even harder because it's still happening. So we're, like, literally doing it as society's still telling us. Like, it's getting better, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's still a big thing, like, you know the whole industry, like right. towards women, like what they're pushing for us to like look a certain way.
0: For sure, it's like the beauty industry. It's like pretty just pretty much just for women.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah.
0: Guys can look good too. Like what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like men are like owning their Stepping femininity, into like it now, leaning more. into
0: it more. Guys totally. with skincare routines. Yes. And yes please stay away from the 3 and one <laughs> like we're, we're shifting away from that right yes. then <laughs> yes anyways yeah. um what you were saying about just like your mom and stuff like that it also just like reminded me of like how important it is to surround ourselves with not only people that like lift us up and um, remind us of like who we are and like what is good for us and what's not but also just like The things, like, on social media. Just, like, the things that we're, like, feeding ourselves and, like, surrounding ourselves with. Because, like, sometimes we don't get to like choose you know who our parents are how they act but like because you were like just hearing your mom say those things so much it was like normal for you to date somebody who would say things like that to you but like as you started like mm-hmm. following accounts and stuff that were like you know just reminding you of like the positive things and like the truth and like surrounding yourself with like friends like Sloan um has like helps you shift away from that so Absolutely. anyways I think that's awesome.
1: I think it's been really cool to watch, too, because, like, I think, like, I'm sure I wasn't the only person to, like, say things, but it's cool to, like, see, because at first, like, it was kind of, like, oh, like, no, it's fine, like, that was okay to see Sophia now, like, that wasn't okay, like, I didn't deserve that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful as I am, and, like, even though, like, she didn't mean it, probably, in the way, like, Mm -hmm. I just, it makes me think of my mom, because I'm like this because of my mom,
2: and, like, she instilled
1: that in me. Mm. So I think about, like, like I'm pretty sure you want to have kids. And, like, knowing that, like, we're creating, like, better parents, it just, like, really, like, touches my heart. Because I'm, like, I like, I have hope for, like, the next generation to, like, feel better about themselves mm-hmm. because, like, we're doing the work,
2: you know? Right. So yeah. True. Yeah. And going off that, like, you got it from your mom. And I'm, like, I got it from you. So now... Yeah. I take what you told me and I tell it to my sister. Like, my sister yeah. will start talking down on her body. I'm like, no. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, no. like And that's something I think us women struggle with, too. And that was, like, a New Year's resolution for me. Like, negative self-talk. Like, even though sometimes we don't mean it. Even if it's little as, like, I'm stupid. Yeah. Like, we're going to start to believe yeah. what we say, you know. So we're like, no. You have to stop, like, criticizing your body and just, like, criticizing yourself. and Totally. Yeah.
1: Like, words matter. They so matter. They so matter. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like this couldn't have gone better. <laughs> I
0: agree. Thank you so much for being here and just sharing your experiences of, like, coming to a new country, not knowing, knowing like, two words or whatever. <laughs> Crazy and, like, overcoming just, like, cultural barriers, parents, divorce, all the things, (laughs) literally (laughs) everything that you could have ever gone through, and you're on the other side, we're on the journey together, and like, that's so inspiring, honestly,
1: and you're, you're choosing you, yes, and that's just inspirational,
2: Thank you for having me. Of course.
0: (laughs) You're welcome back anytime. Anytime.
1: (laughs) Love you, bestie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Love ya. Ciao.
0: Bye. 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 Ciao. (laughs)